Welcome to the Improver Network Podcast. The Improver Network mission is to make the world better by helping faith-driven leaders, entrepreneurs, and small business owners improve personally and professionally. Finding balance and maintaining focus in a world of distractions and discouragement can be challenging and frustrating, but we're here to help you discover your purpose, become more productive, and reach your true potential. Now here's your host, Justin Winstead. Welcome to the Improver Network Podcast. The Improver Network mission is to make the world better by improving how believers live, learn, work, and play. Finding balance and maintaining focus in a world of distractions and discouragement can be challenging and frustrating, but we're here to help you discover your purpose, become more productive, and reach your true potential. Here are your hosts, Justin Winstead and Kinsey Harvell. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Improver Podcast. Hello, Improvers. It's Justin and Kinsey. We are here today to talk about another exciting topic, and it's um, potential. So, Justin, why don't you lead us into this? Yeah, so hope you all are doing fantastic out there. Thank you for joining us again as we continue to build up our episodes here. So, yeah, as Kinsey said, we're going to be talking about potential today. And, and you've got potential, Justin. Yes, thank you for that. I've, been, I've actually have had that told to me many times over my life. Uh, there's, there, there are some things that I don't feel like I got enough affirmation and encouragement in, but I will tell you, growing up, there were lots of people around me. Uh, you know, I was blessed to grow up with uh, four grandparents, three mm-hmm. great-grandparents, and I knew my great-great-grandmother. They all had siblings, wow. and so there were all these older people that were always loving on me and saying, you're going to grow up to be such a good man. And, you know, you've got potential. And so they really spoke, uh, spoke that into me. And now did you take that as an insult or as a compliment or? Well, you know what? I didn't take it as an insult until just now. (laughs) Like you made it. I've always thought it was a compliment, but now you have me doubting my whole life. (laughs) I'm just picturing your grandma pinching your cheek and saying, there's so much potential. potential, Yeah. You're just not tapping it right now. Yeah, I know. I was was probably taking that a more arrogant way until just now. Thanks for the humility. (laughs) Uh, But uh, yeah, so I think about potential. I think about that from my childhood. I also think about going through school. And did you ever take those aptitude tests where... You fill in a bunch of questions, multiple choice, mm-hmm. and they tell you, hey, here's what you can be or should yeah. be. <laughs> Here are the five top careers you should should go for. Yeah, so potential is definitely something, and we, we tend to associate that with people younger in age mm-hmm. or younger in their career, and we think, oh, man, that person's got potential. They show some promise on there. Uh, and in the coaching world, potential, uh, always hearing coaches talk about potential. In fact, if you were to just go Google, you know, 50 life coaches, you'll see out of the 50, probably 40 of them right. have got potential listed somewhere in what they focus on mm-hmm. or that their they try tagline. to help people to. Yes, their tagline. So potential is all around us. It's actually one of the big three pillars that we focus on here at the Improver Network. We talk about a lot, potential, uh, your purpose, and productivity. And so this is one of our big three mm-hmm. as well. So excited to dive into this because there is going to be somebody that is listening to this podcast that the light bulb is going to come on and you are going to change the trajectory of your life as a result of these next few minutes on this podcast. You 
are going to see that you were not understanding your potential correctly, and it was having an impact on how you were living, working, playing. It's just it's keeping you from being all that you can be, and this is going to encourage you. It's going to inspire you, and I think for somebody, this is going to be the first step into a new life for you, so I'm super excited about that. Yeah, and so to really address the problem, though, we kind of have to start at the root, and we have to realize what are we missing out on by not knowing or really stepping into our full potential? And and when you realize those things, it's going to encourage you and spur you on to take those steps. So let's let's talk through some of those um, problems of not living. Yeah, the pain points. Potential. Like, pain why, points, yeah. why does this really matter? Like, if I don't listen to this podcast, it, it, you know, I feel like my life's been okay up until now. Mm-hmm. Well, you may think it has, but you've got problems. You've got pain points. You've got some things that could be better. So we're going to talk about the the downside of not knowing your potential, not living in your potential. So what's one of the ones that comes to mind for you when you think about pain points and problems of not living in your potential? Well, the first one is every single person looks back and can probably think of a, a time or a decision or an opportunity that they really regret not taking and simply because they didn't realize their full potential or they didn't realize what the opportunity could provide them with and so it's the woulda coulda shoulda kind of attitude and and honestly you don't ever know what really could have happened or what could have stemmed out of those decisions so you're just filled with regrets yeah always kind of thinking about back on that coulda shoulda on it because you didn't take that jump you mm-hmm. didn't ask the question you didn't buy the mm-hmm. thing and it you just didn't take kept the you, risk. you didn't take that risk and look I'm an insurance guy as well and you know we're all about risk assessment and risk management sometimes we let the potential perils get in the way of what we mm-hmm. could be doing and so what that does fill us with with regret and kind of along that is like missed opportunities yeah, right for sure um and I was I was kind of talking with my kiddos this morning about some missed opportunities and my oldest son and you know you have to when your when your kids kind of recognize something great that you've done for them, you really kind of treasure it. And he was just telling me how he really appreciated that my husband and I pushed him, in his words, into violin because if not, that missed opportunity would have been that all these years later he's still playing violin and really loving music. And in class, he took a math theory class, and so just having this understanding of music really helped him to excel. But had we not um, kind of pushed him into that, there it would have been a huge missed opportunity in his life. For sure. You know, we mentioned that phrase trajectory mm-hmm. earlier, and that's kind of what you think about. At the beginning, <laughs> potential is all about where you can be as that graph, that chart goes along, that trajectory mm-hmm. on it. So he would have been in a different spot. Yeah. What about you? What are some pain points of not knowing your true potential? Well, I will tell you some of those, but a quick uh, story on the missed opportunities and regrets. I don't yeah. feel like I have a lot, but uh, one of the fun stories I like to share with people is is that uh, my wife and I actually got to have dinner with the Duck Commander, uh, the Bill Robertson, his wife Kay, the week they signed their contract with uh, A&E. It was an awesome deal, crazy experience. Uh, if any of you want to catch me offline, I could tell you lots <laughs> of fun stories. But one thing that happened is, is we got done with dinner that night and we're leaving and uh, Phil says, uh, hey, Justin, you should you should go duck hunting with me one day. I said, oh, yeah. That yeah, that, sounds great. That, that sounds okay. And then, and the thing is, what's crazy is I'm, I'm from the South and grew up in a family. We love to hunt. We love to fish. We're outdoors people. I'd just never done uh, any type of bird hunting, mm-hmm. no type of waterfowl, anything like that. And he is the duck commander. And That's he is a the duck bar. commander. Yeah. Some of you, I just dropped a few cool points out there. I'm really sorry for that. But I really regret the fact that 
I didn't take him up on that opportunity, but you know what? It was uh, in my you mind. You said no? I, I didn't say no. I just put it off, which we're going to talk oh, about procrastination wow. a little bit later. And we're talking about limiting beliefs and all that went in my mind. Like, well, I've never done that. That would be embarrassing or whatever. But if Michael Jordan says, hey, let's go play horse, it doesn't matter if you're good at basketball. You go. You just you go. go. So and that was you're a regret. <laughs> so who knows the potential and missed opportunity I missed out on with that. Right. I, may, I may have made it on the show. You could you could have I been one been of famous. the brothers with a beard and a bandana and your well your name already starts with J. You were a shoe in. I, I was in there, yeah, missed man. Opportunity. Missed opportunity. Well, besides that, I will tell you another problem pain point of not living in your potential is it just breeds discouragement, mm-hmm. doubt, uh, pessimism. You know, people who. Uh, don't live into their potential over a long period of time, they almost turn kind of fatalist in their outlook and their philosophy on life. Uh-huh. And they're just um, end up being sorry for the Debbies out there, but they become the Debbie Downers, yeah, right? The Eeyore. <laughs> yeah, Eeyore. Woe is me. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that's just uh, that's tough and that's a problem. So, right. if you don't think about potential, if you don't know it, many times you, you don't have hope because you're not thinking about mm-hmm. what could be and what mm-hmm. ought to be. And unfortunately, that kind of attitude is contagious. If mm-hmm. you're on a team and you're facing an opponent that you just don't think you have any chance again, if one person on the team shares that um, that doubting attitude, it, it's gonna it's gonna catch fire, and the whole team's gonna doubt, and you really don't have any hope then at winning the game. So you have to be careful at how contagious a bad attitude is. Sure. So we're talking about discouragement being a pain point, but that mm-hmm. goes into another pain point and problem of not realizing potential, understanding it, and that's diminished leadership. So, mm-hmm. you know, leadership is at the core just influence. And what you were just talking about on a team, if you have a slanted view about what the potential is to win a game or to perform at a certain level, then that's going to diminish your leadership because you're not going to inspire people on things that you don't believe <laughs> Right. Can happen. And this also comes up with our children, yeah, right? Like, at home. what do you think about being a parent? And you don't think you have much potential. You think you're maxed out. You think God's done with you and you've already hit your peak in life. How does that change the way you may speak to your children? What comes right. to mind for you on that? Well, um, for for us, you know, we're, we're called to disciple our children in every area. And so I'm just thinking back to homeschool and when we first realized that we would need to accomplish chemistry this year. My my first thought was, I can't do that. But to come alongside my oldest and and to really think about the influence I could have of learning along beside him and to see me struggle a little bit, but really want to do well in that, I think it encouraged him. And he even at the end of the year just said that he really loved chemistry. Yes. Um, so, but an, another part of that is the diminished influence and leadership on your kids can spill out into other areas that they never see mom or dad willing to step into what the Lord has called them, then they, they may not be willing to, to answer that call as well. As well. And back again to another missed opportunity for your, for your kiddos. Yeah. Because if we're doubting ourselves, we're doubting our potential, they're watching that. They're probably uh-huh. going to struggle with their own self-esteem issues. Mm-hmm. Right. But if we can live in our potential and set that example, uh, that'll definitely help us with our leadership and influence, which goes on to this last little pain point talk about just briefly. And that's the fact that your your leadership over time ends up being your legacy or lack yeah. thereof. And so if you don't really understand your potential and the potential of the people around you, if you're not walking into that and living into that, then really you're tarnishing your legacy, mm-hmm. uh, your impact that you could have on this world 
is severely tapped out and limited if you can't spot potential and know how to walk in that and be willing to, like you keep saying, take those chances and, and right. go out in that. And who wants to leave a legacy of people going, man, they had so much potential. They just never tapped into it. That is for sure. So look, there's lots of other uh, bad results of not knowing and understanding your potential, not living into that. This was just a few of them. We talked about regrets and missed mm-hmm. opportunities and discouragement and doubt, diminished leadership, and then limiting your uh, legacy and your impact. So hopefully you see that it's very important that as an improver, somebody who wants to make themselves and the world better, that you really understand how to look into potential, how to see what potential really is, and how to live into that. And this is a thing that everyone struggles with, really. There's existential questions in life that we all (laughs) wrestle with, dealing with. At every age. At every Every age. You know, my origin, where did I come from? My destiny, where am I going? My identity, you know, who am I? This is really a question of capacity. You know, what can I accomplish? And people ask that. I know when I was young, and this is especially true of a lot of boys, maybe girls too, you can speak to it, but boys are so competitive because they're always trying to think, like, how strong am I? Or how, you know, how hard can I really push? How well can I really shoot? What can I what can I really do? And so just pushing that, because we're asking that question, even sometimes subconsciously, how high is up? What can I really do? Yeah. The only thing I can speak into the competitiveness is I can give it an amen because I watch my own two boys (laughs) compete at who can eat the most spaghetti the fastest. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, hey, as a homeschooler, mom and leader and director, I mean, you're all around the Latin and the different languages. I love what y'all are doing uh, out there at Classical Conversations. Um, You know, our kids are doing Latin. I looked up the Latin Uh on this, but I've got that Louisiana redneck in me, so I don't know if I'm going to say this right, but potential comes from potentialis, I believe. Does that sound right? That sounds correct. I'm not sure my Alabamian is going to say it any better. I I might say, (laughs) I might just give it a little flair with potentialis or something like that. Yeah, You you definitely sound more educated than I do. And then that comes from the word potentia, which means power. It means potent, uh, being able. So there's impact that -hmm. comes from it. Potentia is from the Greek word uh, dunamis, which is where we get dynamite. And so... What a great word, um, word picture there. Of, yeah. of dynamite, of the potential of destruction it can have, but the, it has to be ignited by something. Yeah, so so definitely can have an impact, and that destruction could be for, you know, you're, you're trying to blow up part of a mountain so that you can create a pathway through, mm-hmm. and so that ends up being good, or it could be something bad all in how you channel it. And so potential is something that really just exists in the realm of possibility. It's something that can be developed, it can become actual, but it hasn't yet. Uh, so... It can, but has not yet come into existence or into sight. It's unexposed ability. Mm-hmm. You know, really, as we talk about leadership, you know, good leaders can see the unexposed ability of the people that they're leading. Uh, that's reserve power, untapped strength. And I think about that all the time. Like, if you can spot potential, right. you can say, you know what, you're, you're really stronger than you realize you are. You've got untapped strength. You've got hidden talents and maybe even dormant gifts All of that is kind of under this umbrella of potential. So when we talk about potential, that's really what we're getting at is like, hey, you got things inside and the people around you have things that they're capable of, but they're not actually happening yet. Well, we want those things to happen. We want to live the very best life that we can, make the biggest impact that we can. So uh, so as we compare potentiality, really the opposite of that is actuality, because at whatever point it becomes actual, it's no longer potential, right? So, yeah, so it kind of goes back to that word picture of dynamite. The power is there, 
the the effect it can have in your life is there, but you need somebody to ignite it. And um, we we talked earlier just about the difference between actual versus potential, and so that kind of leads into the improver. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because the improver mindset, like, it's bad for anybody to sit there and not reach their potential right. to like, man, I've got all this on here. I just need something to, to light it, and I could have such an impact around there. And that's bad for anybody, but especially for an improver. Because you're an improver, someone who wants to make the difference. They want to be better. They want to reach mm-hmm. full potential. We we don't like it when something's left on the table as an improver, like when right. it's not used up to its fullest or there's waste involved. And so we don't want to waste little things in life, but we definitely don't want to waste our entire life. We don't want to end up not making the impact and thinking about what could have been in our lives. So uh, let's go a little bit deeper and wider as we understand potential more. Uh, And I think the way we're going to do this is really let's dive into the barriers and the activators of potential in our life. So what are those things that hold us back from reaching our potential? And what are the things that propel us forward into our potential? Before we do that, let's take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by The Improver Network. Members of The Improver Network get exclusive access to bonus episodes of our podcast. Additional member benefits include educational content, encouraging community, and practical coaching to accelerate personal and professional growth. For more information about becoming a member, visit improver.network today. All right, welcome back. Well, we're continuing our conversation on potential. And what we're going to do now is we're going to jump straight into discussing some barriers of potential. And when we say barriers of potential, what we're saying is these are those things that hold us back from being all that we can be, accomplishing what we can accomplish, and maybe even on a smaller scale, just things like keeping us from going to that next level in our business or getting that raise or going after that promotion or performing better or getting that that project completed. It's all things that can happen, but we have something that holding is a wall back. in our way. It's holding us back. It's keeping us buckled in and we need to see what these barriers are so we kind of know how to get rid of them right. and then propel ourselves them. forward. So the first barrier that we're going to talk about is this barrier of limiting beliefs, which are actually the results of usually ignorance. Mm-hmm. We've let lies come in or false thoughts come in and permeate our mind. But we have these limiting beliefs that just, they hold us down and they hold us back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Ziegler wrote a book called Choose to Win, and uh, we train on Choose to Win. And one of the illustrations in there is the hot air balloon. And the hot air balloon can rise up and it can go to great heights, but yet those limiting beliefs are holding it down to the ground. It's like, what are those things that they throw out on the, the uh, hot air balloon? The little, but they're, they not, they're not anchors, they're like sandbags sand or something. Sand right? Yeah, the sandbags. Yes. Yeah, so those sandbags are keeping the balloon mm-hmm. on the ground. And it's like, you know, we have to get rid of those so that we can rise up and be all and be. And some of us have some sandbags. Right. we got some stuff That's holding us back. That's a great visual for a limiting belief. Yeah, Not and just so extra weight you don't need. It is extra weight, and you just got to get rid of it so that you can go where you need to go. Mm-hmm. Have you seen limiting beliefs like show up somewhere in your life? For sure, I I love running, but I really wanted to train for a marathon, and I just thought it was impossible. I I didn't really know how to train. I didn't know what kind of plan to follow, and so I just I just started running, and I remember talking to my granddad about it and we we called him Papa and he was in the military and he just told me he said Kinsey can you run a mile 
And I said, absolutely. And he said, then you can run a marathon. Everything after the first mile is all mental. So you just have to keep telling yourself, it's just one more mile. It's just one more mile. And so for me, I was ignorant to, to the plan, but really I didn't, I didn't have any clue how much of a marathon is mental. I thought I really had to physically train myself to run mm-hmm. 26.2 miles. But if you talk to any marathoner, your longest training run is around 19 or 20 miles. You never really fully run the 26.2 until the day of because everything else is just mental and encouraging. And so you'll see lots of marathoners with quotes on their arms and mm. hashtags on their arms because they're it's a constant <laughs> battle with your mind. of you Trying to get rid going. of their limiting beliefs or Absolutely. trying to inspire themselves. So his word speaking that into you, said, hey, you, you can do this, but uh-huh. you, were, you were holding yourself back. You had that limiting belief Absolutely. Uh, on there. Yeah, we actually had uh, one of our initial coaching groups here at the Improver Network, and we put out a survey. And in that first group, 62% of everybody that was in the group said that limiting beliefs were, were a that. barrier like, for them accomplishing what they want to accomplish. And so, man, there's a lot of us out there. We're in our own head. Uh-huh. We're our own worst critic, and that falls in... That's right along with the um, branding of an improver is yeah. our own worst critic inside. That that inner critic is there. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's that uh, that guy who brushes his teeth with me every morning in the mirror. Like it's that guy. He's the yeah. problem. If I can get him straight, you know, <laughs> everything else in life would be a lot better. And mm-hmm. so, but but unfortunately, we create these like little mental prisons, and it just keeps us locked in. And like we desire freedom, but yet we've we've locked ourselves in this prison, right. and we've. Uh, chained ourselves down to think that I can't do this or uh, I'm not uh, qualified or I don't look good enough for this or... Or every other time I've tried, I've failed. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And so the failure, instead of it being the thing that you learn from and grow from, it ends up being the thing that just buries you under. And all successful people will tell you that really success is just overcoming your failures instead of being buried underneath them, Mm -hmm. right? And so those mental prisons, though, they, they hold us back. So you familiar with the uh, Garden of Eden story, Adam and Genesis? Eve? Is that yeah, Genesis? Yeah. That ring any bells? Sure, <laughs> I've heard of it. You know, there was a lie that Satan he actually presented, and it speaks to potential in this and to limiting beliefs. And I haven't really talked to you about this already, so I'm putting you on the spot. But is it anything coming to mind right now when you think about like the conversation with Satan uh, in the Garden of Eden and how it might relate to limiting beliefs or? Potential. I'm, I'm putting you on the answer. spot. <laughs> but maybe he just twisted God's word yes. to make them believe that they they what they wanted was to be like God when they really had no business to be like yes. God. Yes. So he was lying to them about their potential. He's saying uh-huh. essentially the enemy was saying God's keeping you from being all that you can be. Yeah. Like, if you'll do it my way, I'll help you to be what you could really be. But that He wants to restrain you. He does. And so there's limiting beliefs, but there's also false beliefs that mm-hmm. kind of fall in that category as well, where it's like the enemy puts these lies in our head, and he says, you know what? You know, you're not being what you should be in this area, or you're not capable right. of this. you got to follow me. But he really tries to, like, pray on that inner critic that we have and that potential uh, aspect on it. And so we just need to call those lies out whenever we feel them coming into our mind, those mental prisons. We need to just, those are prisons of our own making. We can right. we can walk out at any time. And that limiting belief that's holding us back, 
we can just choose to believe the right thing and we can start putting the right stuff in. But we're actually going to talk about activators later, so I don't want to jump ahead. But just realize that one of the barriers for a lot of you out there and the reason you are not accomplishing what you could accomplish is because you're letting limiting beliefs hold you back. And in a nice way, I'm just going to tell you, you're being ignorant. You're ignorant of the truth of what is actually there. And if you can uh, overcome those limiting beliefs, for some of you, that's the only thing you need to kick it to the next level. And if I can just make this applicable for women, I think one of the lies that we've been told is that we can't give 100% to our job and 100% of ourselves to our home and our children. And that's not true either. I think that's a lie straight from straight from Satan is that if, if you are working, then you're sacrificing something at home. And if you're at home with your kids, then you're sacrificing maybe income. But mm-hmm. that's that's not what the Lord tells us. And there's so there's so much scripture that reminds us to um, really rest in what he says and in his promises and who we can be in him. So that's just another little twist that Satan likes to take and play with in our minds. For sure. You know, there's another one, which is fear. Mm-hmm. Fear is another barrier to our potential, and everyone has encountered fear in their life. And you talked about risk earlier. Fear is a real part mm-hmm. sure. of that. And fear holds a lot of people back because they're afraid of the potential ramifications of that decision or that choice right, or doing ifs. the thing. The what ifs, yeah, just play in the mind uh, on there. And again, as a risk manager, you know, I'm always thinking about that. And, yeah. You know, I've um, seen you eye my trampoline and my pool slide. <laughs> I know. Yeah. There's, there's fear of that injury and that liability claim there. Mm-hmm. So a few years ago, I was in San Diego, California and attending a conference there. And I got to hear a guy speak and I'll confess, I really didn't know who he was before uh, that event. And he really didn't fit into the same kind of um, image of a lot of the speakers. And so I was real curious on what this guy was going to say. His name was Jesse Itzler. Any of you listeners out there ever heard of Jesse Itzler? He, I'm pretty sure he was on Shark Tank. Was he? I think okay. for, the, for the Zico coconut water. Okay, for the coconut. All right. I did not know that. Now, if not, his wife. His was wife, Shark Tank. yeah. Yeah, maybe Sarah, that's where I was Blakely? Sarah Blakely? Sarah Blakely, Blakely. with... Spanks, yeah. Justin so. likes to refer to her as Norma. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why Norma, but, but yeah, Sarah either. Blakely. Yeah, thanks for throwing me under the bus here on our podcast. You've got potential, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> You've got so much potential. <laughs> but yeah, Jesse uh, Itzler, yeah, married uh, Sarah Blakely. In fact, I think uh, there should be a law against billionaires marrying mm. each other, but that's just me. Uh, help, help out one of us normal folk. But um, <laughs> but he also founded a company called Mark East Jets, and you know, he sold these companies for like over a billion dollars, and he's done so many incredible uh, things in his life and and been very productive and uh, high performance in a lot of ways. And one of the things he shared at the conference that really stuck with me is he talked about the scary monster that's like holding a lot of us back. Mm -hmm. And he said it dawned on him one day that that scariest monster that's keeping us in our bed shaking and keeping us from going out and living the life we were meant to live, it's a figment of our own imagination. Right. It's something that we've actually made up. Now, not to say there aren't, in some ways, real monsters out there. There are real dangers. Mm-hmm. But the thing we're most afraid of, we made that one up. Yeah, it's probably not going to happen. It's not, not going to play out. So I'm going to tell you that some of you right now, you have got this thing that's keeping you from getting to the next level. And you've, in your mind, it's a valid reason. It's, it's a good excuse. 
But let me just tell you, you've made that one up. There are factors, there are real risk in whatever it is that you are aiming to eventually do. But the one you're most worried about and you're most afraid of right now, let me just say that fear is fake. That fear, you just need to get rid of it. It's not there. You need to overcome it, work through it, just push through. I think it was Mark Twain that says, uh, said courage is not the absence of fear, but the mastery of it. You just need to master that one because that scary monster is just made up. And, and for some of us, the worst thing that can happen if you do step out is that somebody tells you no. And so if you're, if, if you're a fan of um, Shark Tank, like I, I just talked about, a lot of them were told no several times before they were told yes, but they acknowledged that that was their biggest fear is being told no. And that's just part of life. We're told yeah. no constantly. The fear of rejection is holding a lot of people back. Yeah. The fear of what other people are thinking, the fear of failure. And we just mm-hmm. we need to just call those fears out and just work through them. You know, uh, your husband and I and a few other guys went bird hunting a little while back. And I tell you, it was something that was an extremely windy day. It was really uh, hard hunting that day. But one of the things that really stuck out to me about that is there's several guys out there. We've got the dogs. They would come up like on this tree where these pheasants were, or quail or chucker. And the birds that flew out and went straight towards our heads like they were attacking us like every one of them survived you know here we are with the guns but it's like oh my gosh they're they're attacking us you know they're they're crazy ones just flew straight toward us man uh they ended up making it okay but Mm -hmm. uh the other ones who kind of flew away from us gave us the ability to lead them and that's the ones we were actually able to harvest and you know think about it we're kind of like that bird a lot of times we're trying to run away from the thing we're or fly away from the thing that we're afraid of, but that actually leads us into the danger when if we'll just go straight to it. Mm-hmm. Confront it. Yeah. Yep. Have you ever heard the um, word picture of the lines, like a certain I was type gonna, of that? I was going to ask you to talk <laughs> about it because I'm pretty sure that it's the lioness that does the hunting. Yeah, right? it is. You know, uh, the woman power here. I see. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Hear yeah. us roar. You know, yeah. there there are some uh, different uh, lines and things that, that hike in the normal, stalk the prey and, and mm-hmm. attack, but there are some groups of lions. I've been told. I've never been over there and watched it. But apparently what they do is the female lionesses, they go and get on one side of the prey, and they kind of lie in wait. And then the male lion will get on the other side of that wildebeest or zebra or... Warthog. Warthog. Huh. Impala. Something. <laughs> we don't know. Meerkat? Something. Me- meerkat. Yeah, they, <laughs> whatever it is. Lion King right now. <laughs> whatever it is they're trying to hunt, the male lion gets on the opposite side, and then he begins to just roar very loudly mm-hmm. on it and of course what does that innocent uh, impala do it scares them it, it scares them run runs away from the roar and right into the linuses that are just trapped. lying in wait and then trapped uh, right into his death and you know it's a weird thing but if the impala would just have run towards the roar that was actually a greater chance mm-hmm. of survival one because it's only one line but two because it's a male and everybody knows the females hunt better than the males right oh yeah, yeah. it's a fact <laughs> absolutely yeah so look some of you have fear out there it's holding you back you know it you need to just call that fear out acknowledge it for what it is decide that you can't wait for the fear to go away but you're just going to plow through it anyway you're going to master the fear do it afraid mm-hmm. you know so that limiting belief you just got to name it and there and push forward. And then there's one more barrier to our potential that really keeps us from being all that we can be, and that is this barrier of mm. procrastination. This is annoying <laughs> to me. I'm sure to most parents, too. I, I see here that you have a note, but I'm just going to take it and run with it. Just our children in general, when we when we tend to ask them to, to have, um, what is it? 
um, slow obedience is no obedience. <laughs> and so whenever I will ask, you know, can you do this? Can you do that? And it's just a minute, just yeah, one minute. Later, just yeah, later. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Well, well, that's really no obedience. And um, we talked earlier about how the Lord's love language is obedience. We don't, you know, as believers, we don't have too much else to offer the Lord. And so our quick obedience is His love language. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, here in the South, we have a lot of you in the South that are listening to our podcast. And there's a phrase that I heard growing up, and that phrase was fixing to. Mm-hmm. And there's no G in there anywhere, by the way, fixing to. Fixing. And it was, you know, oh, well, you know, I'm fixing to go do that. Or, you know, it was a project, it was a chore, mm-hmm. something that needed to be done. We're like, well, I'm fixing to. Well, mm-hmm. you know, just go do it. Uh, right. I should go fix it right then. Get to and it. So, but yeah, children, teens, you know, we like to. It's easy for us as parents. We do look at them because sometimes they move at the speed of a sloth. Mm-hmm. But and it yeah. and really it plays into a lot of times the things that they were the most fearful of. We tend to procrastinate the longest on. Yeah, so that does tie in. You know, really these things build on one another. Yeah. You have limiting beliefs and ignorance that leads to fear, which leads to you procrastinating yep. and not moving. Uh, on it. But you know, it's not just with our kids and in our families where we see this. You know, it's in our workplaces, it's in our churches, it's in charities, ministries, it's in our neighborhoods. You know, so citizens where it's just like, oh, I'll do it, I'll get around to it. Right. I, one day, someday, and then tomorrow never comes. Right. And then you're back to regretting that you didn't start something sooner. <laughs> going back yeah, to that pain point of that regret, point. that pain point of missed opportunity and mm-hmm. yeah, a limited impact. So these things really uh, hold us back. Procrastination, um, there's a quote on this, uh, and it's an anonymous quote, but it really has a lot of power, and I think I stole this off of social media. It's one of the few things every now and then social media comes through and gives me something worthwhile, and this was one of them. So procrastination is the arrogant assumption that God owes you another opportunity to do what you had time to do. And I remember reading that. I was like, man, so let me, it just had so much impact on me. Let's hear it again. Let's let's hear it again. Procrastination is the arrogant assumption that God owes you another opportunity to do what you already had time to do. So you had time to do it, but you put it off. You were lazy. You were focused on other things. Mm -hmm. You had the time to do it. And when you procrastinate, you're essentially saying, okay, God, you gave me time to do it, but you're going to give me. You know, we, we assume, we take it for granted right. that to, that we do have tomorrow, that we do have later, and that's really arrogance. Humility says, you know what, I'm not going to put off tomorrow what I can do today. I'm going to jump on it. I'm going to take care of this thing and get it done. Mm-hmm. And as believers, we really need to kind of live in anticipation that he, he orchestrates things to happen in his timing, so we need to jump on the chance to be obedient to him. Yep. So these are the three big barriers to potential. There are more. And in fact, if you've got a barrier that you feel like is particularly relevant or you would like us to maybe talk about on a future podcast, why don't you send us a note, support at improver.network or connect with us on social. Uh, Let us know. Say, hey, I think this is a really big hindrance to people reaching their potential. We'd love to hear from you on that. but Right. This isn't an exhaustive list. We're aware. Definitely not. Yep. Yeah. But these are three big things that really build on each other, and they are very common. Uh, and especially in the mindset of an improver, these things are maybe even louder than they are in the average you know, personal things like procrastination, you know, sometimes our perfectionist tendencies, you know, our aim, aim, aim keeps us from firing. And so uh, this is uh, really relevant to us and our network. Well, hopefully this information is helpful so far as we talked about barriers to potential. We're going to get into activators, but let's pause for just a few moments for a quick break, and we'll get you right after the message. 
Hello, improvers. This is Justin Winstead, the Improver Coach. I hope you're enjoying this podcast. I wanted to take just a moment to let you know about an incredible tool that I've personally been using for many years to help accomplish my goals and push towards my vision. This tool is called the Full Focus Planner. Built from the latest science and productivity and goal setting, the Full Focus Planner helps you to prioritize and achieve your goals. With a simple three-step system, you can connect your big annual goals to your daily actions so you're always making progress. Over 100,000 successful customers agree, including leaders from companies like Amazon, Chick-fil-A, Coca-Cola, and Airbnb. So if you want to achieve more goals with extra clarity and intense focus, go get your Full Focus Planner today by visiting thefullfocusplanner.com. That's the fullfocusplanner.com. You can pick out your favorite cover and your favorite color. There's lots of options to choose from. And I can assure you, if you want to advance goals in multiple domains of life at one time, if you want to get clarity, get focus, go for balance, you want this full focus planner. So thefullfocusplanner.com. And as an added bonus, you have me as your improver coach to come alongside you and help you out. I'm a Full Focus Planner certified pro, and I'm happy to serve you in any way I can. Just reach out to me by email, justin at improver.coach. That's justin at improver.coach. Okay, we're back with you. Hey, Kenzie, why don't you lead us away here? Let's switch gears a little bit. We've talked about barriers, but what are some activators of potential? And if if you're paying attention, you're going to notice that these are um, opposites of one another as we talk through them. Yeah, so the activators are opposites of the barriers on it. So we had three barriers. We got three activators. So when we say activator, by the way, this kind of comes from this idea of Aristotle. You know, he mentions the unmoved mover as it relates to potentials because he posited that potentials cannot self-actualize. And so potentials just stay potentials unless something comes along and triggers it pushes it, causes it to move. And so there's got to be some unmoved mover that, that comes along and helps to that thing to come to reality. And we kind of going we, back to the yeah, dynamite, dynamite. Yeah, yeah, lighting that fuse. And so these are essentially the the lighting the fuse on is what these activators uh, are. Because as we dive into that word uh, potential a little bit more on it, you know, it talked about being dormant and untapped, unused, hidden. All right. So in order to to reach our potential, we need to activate it. We need to tap it, use it, discover it. Mm-hmm. But there's also a little deeper level of this too, because even though some of those synonyms of potential lean towards what's attainable or capable, it also can lead towards what's dormant, comatose, or lethargic. And this is what I was getting at earlier with my first comment of, didn't you take it as an insult that so many yeah. people <laughs> told you you have potential? Because I would have taken that same compliment and seen it as an insult of, oh my goodness, you're being so lethargic right now. I can see all the potential in you, but you're just not activating it. You're just not using it. Yeah, you're in a walk-in coma or something like that. Yeah, Yeah, I never took it that way when they said I always thought it was inspiring. Like, (laughs) oh, one day you're going to be something. Uh, Well, do you see the glasses half full or half empty? Yeah, hey, I was being optimistic in that. But yeah, but that whole idea of potential can have the connotation of uh, comatose and lethargic and like you're there, but you need something to help you get moving. You need and that's a swift th- kick in the butt, <laughs> basically. Well, well, that's what these activators are going to be. We're about to give some of you a swift kick. Are you ready for it? Yeah. So <laughs> here we go. The The first activator to your potential is really just truth. Mm-hmm. It is bringing truth 
into your life. Now, I'm going to back up just a minute because everybody in our culture, society may think, well, truth is everywhere. Of course, truth. You know what? Information's everywhere. Data, supposed facts. Like, you can go click, tap, and you can get answers. But those answers aren't always truth, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I like that you're you're saying there's only one ultimate truth, and that brings you into the awareness of your potential. And we've we've kind of talked about really the only truth comes from the Holy Spirit uh, living and breathing and working inside of us. Yeah, and some people out there, if you're have listened this far, you may disagree with this idea of absolute truth, but there is an absolute truth. And if you say there's not one, you're making an absolute truth statement. So you're kind of contradicting yourself, but there is an absolute truth out there and there, there are truth and there are lives. And it's not your truth and my truth. That's not the way it works. There's a reality and there is a truth. And as long as you are in denial about what is real and what is actual and what is true, you will never walk in your fullest potential because when you're not in the realm of truth, you're in the realm of the limiting beliefs that we talked about earlier. You're in that barrier. And so the antidote to your barrier to that barrier of limiting belief and ignorance is to actually have truth. And so there's lots of ways to get truth. We talked about a couple of podcasts ago about content, mm-hmm. making sure you got the right kind of truthful content coming in. Uh, the community you live in can either speak truth into your life or they can speak lies into your life. And then having a coach that can help you identify truth and just bring awareness on that. So you get that information, which then turns to wisdom on that. You got anything else you want to add on the truth activator? Yeah, just a few things. Um, you talked about if, you know, we, we are believers. I'm, I'm sure you've, you've realized that by now, but a lot of times even believers don't access the truth they have and they're, they limit themselves by just walking in the flesh. And so Ephesians 3.20 talks about how if we're, if we're willing to let God's power kind of work and move in us, then he can do exceedingly and abundantly more in us than we could ever think. And so then you also talked about um, in our past podcast, we've talked about community and coaching. And so this whole idea of truth and awareness, a lot of times stems from a coach um, speaking into your life and making you aware of your potential. And so as a former teacher and as a former coach, there's been times when I've had to point this out to a student and hopefully they were willing to listen and then really see themselves blossom into the great artists that they were or the great volleyball player that they could be. They just needed somebody to point it out to them. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Well, so truth, that's an activator for you. Get into what is real, get into the scripture, uh, read books, study, talk with people, get wise counsel, but find a way to speak truth and have truth to be the light into your situation. That'll help you to go towards in your um, in your journey there. Uh, another activator for your potential is going to be faith. Mm-hmm. And faith and truth are tied in closely together. Uh, faith for a lot of people, and then they've got kind of the wrong idea. I think for a lot of people, faith is just this um, mental hope, hope of yeah, something that dreams. they want to be true, but it probably isn't or might not be. Uh, and that, So people have this idea of almost like they, it's almost like they uh, suggest that all faith is blind faith. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they, it's, uh, no, it's nothing concrete. Concrete, yeah. So, yeah. so if you've got faith, then that's just a blind faith. You're just you're just blindly wishing that that thing would be or is. When we talk about faith, that's not what we're talking about at all. We're yeah. actually talking about a trust, and it can be a reasonable faith. It can be based on historical uh, data and experiences where you look at what actually has happened. And we talked about those voices that kind of come in and they tell us you can't do that or you shouldn't. Well, sometimes if we just 
look at what's already happened, we can speak truth in that and we say, no, you know what, I, I'm going to strengthen my faith right now because mm-hmm. I've already been through this before. Look what I've already accomplished. Why can't I accomplish this? I've already gone farther than I thought I could go. Maybe right. I can go even farther than this. And the Lord gave us a whole lot of people to look at and see the promises he made to them and the the things he brought them through in his word, in truth, in the Bible. And what a gift he left us to be able to look back and and see that he was calling people to do things that they thought were crazy. But by faith, they continued to follow him. And he was able to um, to accomplish his will through them, but also get them to realize their full potential in, in his bigger story. Yeah, because you have people who were nobodies who made an absolute impact on the entire world, and we may even still be impacted and encouraged by them today. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite stories about this idea of faith is Charles Blondin. You ever heard of him? Have you heard the story about the tightrope walker? I've heard this story, and I love it every time you tell it. But you always leave us at a cliffhanger, so today I'm going to make sure you don't Oh, that. okay, the cliffhanger. All right, we'll yeah, have to think we'll about see. what that is. But if you haven't heard the story of Charles Blondin, the famous tightrope walker, uh, he was incredible at just wowing the crowds at his ability to walk across a tightrope. And, I mean, he would do it from incredible heights with no safety nets. You know, I think at one point he actually uh, got a cast iron skillet, heated it up, and cooked an omelet. Or else he did it blindfolded. You know, he would do it holding things, juggling. So he was always wowing the crowds with his ability to walk across these tightropes. Well, one day he's actually tightroping across Niagara Falls. And he completes this feat, but then he goes to the crowd and he has a wheelbarrow. Is that wheelbarrow? Barrel? Barrow. Barrow? Oh, <laughs> oh man, my Louisiana's coming out. Sorry, no offense to our Louisiana listeners there. But uh, yeah, the wheelbarrow. So he's got one, the little single wheel on the front, the two handles, and got the little container there. And he says, who in this crowd thinks that I can push someone across Niagara Falls in this wheelbarrow? And you know, the crowd... Whenever they did, you know what their reaction was? Yeah, they of course clapped, they clapped and like, you're the best. You can do anything, Charles. You, we know you can You can push someone across. So then he followed up by saying, can I have a volunteer? Mm. And then nobody, what happened? Nobody. No hands nobody, went yeah. up at all. <laughs> they <laughs> so, did not have the faith or trust in him. Serious. And that is really the key is, you know, the first time he asked the question, who believes that I can push someone across? They really, a lot of them believed, like mentally they accepted that, Yes, that's possible. It's likely. It's probable. Like, I do believe in that. But that belief hadn't moved from the head to the heart where they were right. willing to trust. They weren't willing to get in. So they, they didn't believe it that much. So it's believe versus really believe. And when we talk about faith being an activator of your potential, some of you got to move that from your head to the heart. You got to go from you mentally acknowledge that, yes, I know I could be anything. Yes, I know I could make seven figures if I wanted. Yes, I know I could reach thousands, you know, with my message. Yes, I know I could. And you've got this mental thing, but you haven't moved it from your head to your heart where you're ready to get in and trust. You haven't you haven't said, okay, God, you know what? If you've called me to this, I'm going to get into the wheelbarrow and let you push me across. Let's see where this thing goes. Mm-hmm. And so some of you need to start trusting today. You need to grow your faith today. And that will just really be the thing that puts your potential uh, in motion where you start being able to activate it there. Right. And so for us to do that, we we just got to begin. And so... Yeah, I, which is that last activator, right? Is action. Right. You just got to start. You just got to take the step. And so our three activators are truth, faith, and action. And so if you want to know 
just very simply today, how do I live into my potential? Well, you got to start out by bringing truth into your life and really start having people in your inner circle that speak truth to you. You need to just start walking in faith, and you need to start believing. And I'm talking about really believing, like get rid of that fear, move forward in faith, and just start taking those action steps. Yeah, I love what our um, pastor he he says this constantly, and it's not like you're it's not like you're asking the Lord to show you, hey, in five years, can you show me? Um, my my full potential. All you're asking him to do is, hey, show me the next right step tomorrow, and then show me the next yes. right step. But if you're never willing to take that first step, then you're then you're not going to ever attain your goals. You're not going to ever really show that you're trusting him um, with your with your full faith. So how can how can he lead you if you're not willing to take that first step and and trust him with the with the little bit of uh, purpose that he is willing to show you. You are so correct on that. You just reminded me of when I was doing youth ministry out in Louisiana, and I decided I wanted to inspire my leaders. So I took them to a ropes course because I thought they could benefit from it, right? Right, You know, I was really being prideful in this thing. And so we get out there, we get our helmets on, and I don't know if you've ever done these ropes courses, but lots of different obstacles. (laughs) Yeah, definitely some scary moments. And there was one obstacle in particular, it was like these two uh, electrical poles, and they were, I don't know, maybe 30 or 40 yards apart from each other. And there was a a wire cable running across, and then there was another wire cable above that one. And the the one that was up high had ropes that were dangling Mm -hmm. down from that cable. And so what you had to do is you had to climb up. There was these little handles on the electrical pole. You had to climb up the electrical pole and put your feet on the bottom cable and then you had to grab the ropes hanging from the top cable, mm-hmm. and you had to kind of shimmy sideways across that. Now, look, we're strapped in, too. They're doing the whole belay thing, and so if you fall, you're safe. You're, you're yeah. safe but your brain isn't factoring that piece in. I get to the top, and, you know, everything's so far so good, and I do get a little bit of vertigo, so I don't really like heights, but I was still doing pretty good, and I, I get from to the top of the pole, and then I grab the first rope, and I'm like, this is great, and I go to reach to the second rope. So I go left, and I'm reaching as far as I can, and I can't reach that rope because I'm still hanging on to the first rope. And then I go back, and I try it again. did it multiple times, and I realized these jokers intentionally built this yeah. ropes course where I had to let go of the one rope before I could get to the next one. But I was too scared because I like that safety mm-hmm. of where it was. And that's why they name them like the trust fall, <laughs> the, trust. the faith stepper, you know. That's what it is. And so eventually I did complete it, but it was a, it was a huge leap of faith to take mm-hmm. that step of I'm going to let go of this rope where I feel safe and secure and I'm going to grab the other one. And like you said, sometimes you don't get the next step Mm-mm. until that you can't grab the next rope until you're willing to let go of this one. And... You know, so the procrastinator out there, their love language is um, later. You know, they just are always putting it off. We kind of talked about procrastination mm-hmm. a little bit already. But like you're saying, you know, listening and obeying, mm-hmm. like that's God's love language. And that's how we show him that we love him is by by taking action when he calls right. us to take action. We don't have to have it all figured out. We don't have to see all of the steps or have all the ropes mm-hmm. in our hands. We just have to go one step at a time. Yeah, we've we've heard his voice, and there's a reason that his um, word is called a lamp to our feet. It only illuminates the very next step. It's not a it's not this bright light that shows us the whole way and the finish line. It's mm. just one step at a time. That's a really good good word, and 
You know, one of the things when I think about potential is if someone has reached their full potential, when they go to eternity, their welcome should be well done. You were good. You were faithful. You served well. That's somebody who reached their full potential. But what's not said of that person in the scripture is it doesn't say well said, nice well try. thought out, well tried, well mm-hmm. attempted, well imagined. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the potential is not what's rewarded. The action and the doing it, the well done is mm-hmm. what is rewarded. And so some of us like, as William Woodsworth said, to begin, begin. Begin. In fact, there's like just a few minutes left on this podcast. As soon as you get finished listening to this, go do the thing. Right. You know, make Don't the call. Don't fix to be doing it. <laughs> yes. Uh, just work through it. So so there are those three activators of your potential. And so we talked about barriers. Those barriers are limiting beliefs, fear, and procrastination. They build on one another. But the good thing is the antidote does as well. The more truth and right. awareness you bring into your life, the more faith you're going to have. And when you have more faith, it's going to lead to the right actions. And so if you want to live into your potential, all you got to do is do that. Uh, take advantage of opportunities for truth, faith, and action. And then, of course, at the Improver Network, we talk about the way to really live into your potential is know your purpose and why you were put on this planet and do that really effectively. And so other than looking for opportunities for truth, faith, and action, it is, hey, do I know why I'm here? Do I know what my assignment is? Do I know how God made me and what He's called me to do? And am I doing that in an effective and efficient way? Am I being productive with it? Yeah. And so why don't you take a minute and tell us um, how the Improver Network can walk aside, can walk beside us and help us live out our life and, and walk in our full potential? Yeah, really, there's lots of things that we do. But I would say as it relates to this topic, it would be is that we want to spur you on to take mm-hmm. those steps. We want you to know, light your dynamite. Steps. That's right. We want to light it up and just get you moving. And so sometimes just being in the Improver Network and around the people here, uh, they're just going to push you to take uh, take those steps it's, and encourage you along uh, the way. contagious. That yes. attitude is contagious. Yeah, you mentioned that at the beginning of our podcast, that discouragement and pessimism can be contagious, but so can encouragement and optimism mm-hmm. and hope. That can spread as well. So be in an environment with like-minded people who are positive will spur you on in that. We also talked about truth a lot today mm-hmm. and speaking truth to the lies. Well, being in a community that really helps you to get out of your own head, helps to quiet down all the competing voices in the world because you got the media, politicians, mm-hmm. you got um, entertainment, education, everybody's got their thing they're pushing and they're selling. Mm-hmm. And you really need to be able to decipher what the truth is out there and being in a community like ours, we help to parse through all right. of the noise and get to the truth, get rid of those limiting beliefs. Yeah. That's, that's a great way of thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. We help filter out all the junk of the world and help you to focus on what really matters. Mm-hmm. And then the last big thing I think is helping you with your strategy, just right. giving you a plan because some of us, we're never going to alter the trajectory of our life until we actually refine or create a plan. And right. so, and a lot of us need help in organizing that and knowing which step comes next. And and we, we talked about this in other podcasts, but just giving us a map that gets us from A to B, not necessarily the fastest way, but the most efficient way and how to avoid obstacles and detours. And I really think that's where coaching can help um, <clears throat> can help you reach your full potential. Yeah, for sure. Having that strategy and plan. And so... That's really a lot of what we do. So as we kind of wrap up the podcast, we just want you to know that our hope, our prayer for you is that if you're listening, that this has been an encouragement to you today, because we want you to be what God's called you to be. Mm -hmm. We want you, God's given you a certain potential. And by the way, your potential is limitless. You know, God says all things are possible with Him. 
the the only limitations are the limitations that he's put on you by virtue of the calling and and his laws. Like mm-hmm. that that's your boundaries. But but with God, like like you said earlier, he can do so much more in our lives than we can imagine or ask or think. And so some of you right now, you're settling for less. Mm-hmm. We talked in our very first podcast about it is good to be content with what God's given you in your life, but that doesn't mean you'd be complacent. And some of you right now, you are living in complacency, and we just want to encourage you and challenge you. You've got potential. Yeah, Get we're giving you that swift <laughs> kick in the butt right now, as lovingly as we can. Absolutely. Get out like you were created for more. You were created for more. And we want to come alongside you and help you to activate that potential and to reach it. And so let us know how we can help. Reach out to us, support at improver.network. Connect with us on social. Comment on maybe your podcast uh, app will allow you to to leave a comment there. Just engage with us. But we want you to know that we're here for you. We're praying for all of our listeners today that you can be all that God's called you to be. Until next time, stay good and keep getting better. Okay, see ya. All right, see ya. Thank you for listening to this production of the Improver Network podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can catch future episodes. For more information about the Improver Network, visit us online at improver.network. That's www.improver.network. And connect with us on social. Until next time, keep getting better.